The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. We do a Matt's Movie Minute. Corey Sandhagen calls in. Stephen Thompson calls in. We have a lot of fun. Chaws are dropped throughout this arena. Nobody is sitting down. Chasing that finish. Elbows raining down. Oh! On the button. Are you kidding me? Oh, he heard him again. He's out. This is UFC Unfiltered. And now, your hosts... Jim Norton and Matt Sarah. As uh, we start, Matt is doing. Uh, you know, it's funny. Matt has what? Uh, had a text from his accountant. My, uh, I suck. No, 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 buddy. No, I, I get them too. And my accountant, because accountants are all a little weird, because you guys deal with numbers and figures, and you're all a little fucking bizarre. <laughs> on interpersonal relationships. And my guy will text me at the worst time, uh, Jim, they're going to give you a salary of this. And, this. and he goes through all this stuff. And then I'll like uh, read the text and he'll write back the next day. Did you get my text? Okay, yeah, I did. Okay, do you agree? Like It's just nonstop. I hate when you're texting no. somebody. You okay. say something and they like the text and you think you have a new text and they say so-and-so liked your text. Fuck them. I love it. I hate I when actually, they write. I love the text. I go. I love that. I hate when they write copy. Hey, are you gonna come out now? Yeah, I'll be down in two minutes. Copy. Stop. Oh. I think I got a new text from a girl. Show me your tits. Copy. They say copy. Like, like I got it. Like Roger. Copy that. Yeah, oh, my, my Kenny does that. My like road that. manager. He's very very official, like a policeman. I don't. I don't like that at all. But yeah. So my account. I'm. We know I'm a big baby. We know that. Like you know, my wife takes care of me. My accountant's got to take care of me. Sure. My brother-in-law is my insurance guy. They got. It's not like they got to take. It's like this. I could be forgetful. Sure. All right. The fuck was that, Chris? I'm just, I'm just Clearing your throat? I was laughing. You said, I, you hear I could you be that? forgetful. Well, I could be. Uh-huh. Well, you know, so, you know, I forget shit. So, like, in other words, I was supposed to drop stuff off on, at his office on a Tuesday. Forgot it. What were you supposed to drop off? Money? Just, or, or? Uh, you know, you get some of the uh, the bank statements. Oh, and this, yeah. And, you know, Can't you email them? I would drop off no, shit on my accounts. I, 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 I go to the bank and I physically get it. And I bring it there because I am what you call old school. Jim. Matt's a meat and potatoes guy. Yep. Uh, yes, gl- gluten-free uh, pasta and cauliflower pizza guy, actually, Jimmy. Do you know I pay, <laughs> I, I fucking just, uh, here's what I do. My, when I get bills from my account, I yes? put them in a FedEx and I just send them to him. I never see him. Sure. And he's, and as far as, yeah? Well, I like to see him. You know why? He's a longo. 
It's oh. Ray's brother. Oh, all right. He's great. He's a good dude. He take, he's he looks like Ray if Ray took a different choice. I love Ray. If he made a different choice in life, it would I call him the sane Longo. Look, I like Ray Longo. Like Ray. Yes. I wouldn't trust anyone who looks like Ray Longo to mow my lawn. What are you saying? He would scare me. Well, Longo, why? You ever seen him with a Cali, Cali sticks? I, Ray? No, no, no. Ray Scary. is a killer. Ray is but a I'm killer. saying I wouldn't trust him with my money. Not that I think you'd steal it, but I think you'd no. make mistakes. Well, Paul's. I think Ray would make honest mistakes. Ray seemed to, we were just talking before the show about guys you wouldn't, like if you saw in a bar who you wouldn't want to fuck around with, Ray's that guy too. Ray is that guy. If I, if I needed to, to train, or if I needed a guy who's got my back, I would want Ray. But yeah. he doesn't look like a guy where you go, that's a man I want handling my finances. <laughs> and he's quicker than he, and he, you see him maybe getting up from a stool, walking around, he doesn't look too quick. He's quicker than you. He has quick hands, right? Quick hands, quick with a blade. Yeah. Guys always got. You know, I mean, it's just. Uh, he's but he looks—he looks like a problem. Like you yeah. look at Ray, he looks like an ex-cop. Like he looks like a guy that would fucking smash you through a window. Oh, yeah. I think he can he's handle, not a small uh, dude. The, the big guy can handle himself. Yeah. I mean, he's looking better now at sixty than he was at uh, fifty. However, I would not want someone who resembles Ray handling my finances. I want a nerd. Yeah. You don't want him because you know because he doesn't look like a nerd. He looks like a fucking killer. I don't, I don't want a guy that looks. And he looks all. He looks like all, he, he looks mobbed up. Dude, he looks like one of the. He looks like the guy that was fucking cutting some of the food in Goodfellas right? in the jail scene. That's right? not the guy I want touching my fucking. 100. I agree with you with that. And he's an honest man, but he looks that type. Yes. You go to him. Hey, what happened to my money? He goes, "What money?" Yeah. And then what do you do, Jimmy? Race this do? down like Pesci in Casino. I think I want my money back. Do you fucking invest it? Fucking lose it? What about the one with the wig and Goodfellas? I want my money, Henry. Oh, more. I want my money. What, what am I? Fuck him, that cigarette hijacking Mick. What am I, schmuck on wheels? So yeah, good. Yeah, it didn't work out well for him. No, they choke him and his wig fell off. Yeah. Yeah. I All right, spit. so you got Ray's brother as your accountant. <laughs> He's awesome. He's a great man. Great yeah. Man. So you like seeing him? I do like seeing him. And, uh, you know, so I got to handle my business, man. You know? I just act like a big goof. But again, he tracks me down when I like just, when I should be, I, you know, again, I'd be that guy getting in trouble with taxes and this and that. I, I, he keeps me on the straight and narrow. Well, it looks like we have our first guest today. Oh, uh, really? We have Wonder Boy on the phone. Awesome. Uh, hello, sir. How you doing, Steven? Doing great, my friend. How about yourself? Good, good. You got uh, Jim and Matt. We haven't talked to you in, in a little while. Um, have you just kind of been yeah, waiting been for the- while. It, it has been. I, have you not, you've not fought <laughs> since, uh, it was Till was your last fight, right? Yeah, yeah. So it was what last May, I think. I yeah. ended up, I ended up tearing my MCL in the first round. So that took. I was out for a little bit for that to heal up. And yeah, man, it's been, it's been a while since I've since I've uh, actually got to go to, you know, to fight, man. So I've been waiting in the wind. What One, do you do uh, in this? Oh, sorry, Matt. No, what what do you do when you have this kind of time off? Besides rehab your injury, I mean, are you kind of like, are you watching what's happening, getting frustrated that you just can't, you can't participate, or you're not sure what you're going to do next? Yeah, man, I really am. I'm sitting here and just kind of frustrated on what's what's next. You know, the welterweight division is kind of up in the air right now. I mean, there's a lot of drama going on with, you know, the Usman and Colby Covington debacle. You know, um, you know, I, and there was a few times where I thought I was going to fight, like Robbie Lawler, for instance. I thought I was going to, I thought that was going to be in the bag. I thought that was going to happen. And then I was actually in New York, uh, you know, with Chris. Chris was getting ready to fight. He fought. Um, uh, Jacques Array, and that's where I actually found out that I wasn't in, I wasn't fighting him. He was fighting, uh, you know, Ben Askren, and then Ponzinibbio. So I thought I was going to fight him January twelfth, uh, uh, a few weekends ago, or last weekend might have been, and um, that ended up falling through. He didn't want to fight, so I was kind of like, you know, what the heck is happening? You know, I'm just kind of waiting here, and then then you get this one fifty five er 
calling me out. Of course, I'm gonna. I'm. You know, I just want to fight. To be honest with you, I don't care uh, who it is. So uh, there's a lot of fans excited about this one, but you know, we'll see. We'll go out there and have some fun. Well, styles make fights. I'm very excited about this. I, I didn't know where the heck this came from, though. It's like what? It's a, but it is awesome when you when you say that. It's like all right, styles make fights, and Anthony is very creative standing up, much mm. like yourself. You know this this is it, it's a it's really it's really got the makings of like a fight of a night, fight of the night. You yes. know what I mean? Where some guys are either trying to like just track you down or trying to time you i mean i really think he's going to engage and it, it's it's going to be uh taking place on the feet i believe unless you're going to be going for double legs <laughs> oh yeah definitely man i mean it, it was kind of weird because i was actually going on vacation i was going on a snowboarding trip up in denver and as soon as i got off the the, the plane i i turned my phone off of plane mode and my phone was blowing up you know yeah. and i was kind of glancing down on my phone like what is going on and I'm getting my luggage, and and then you know I found out that Anthony Pettis called me out. I was like, wow, that's that's just that's just kind of weird. You know, this guy's he used to yeah. fight at 145. He went up to 155. That's three weight classes. Now he wants to come to 170, but but fight one of the top five guys in the division, which is you know that says a lot for Anthony. Man, he's, yeah. he's a tough dude. And former, think, former champion. Yeah. I, yeah. Oh yeah, former yeah. champion. I think out of everybody that I faced so far in the welterweight division, he is going to be the one more familiar with my style than any of them, than anybody in the welterweight division, I think. Because, you know, he's a taekwondo stylist, and you've seen him fight. His distance management is, is off the charts. He's very good. He's just very good. And he's familiar with, uh, with that style, you know, growing up in taekwondo. So, you know, I, I don't – do I think it's going to be easy fight? No, not at all. You know, I'm going to be prepared for the best uh, for a five, five-in-a-round war with this guy, even though, you know, he's, a, he's fought the 145, 155. You know, it, well, like he said, a straight shot to the chin could take just about anybody out, you know, no matter how sure. big you are. So he's, uh, but that's the thing. He's going to have a, it's still different, you know. I mean, stepping out there, him and his coach, I think they took the fight because they think they have my, they got my number. I, you know, I, honestly, I got, I got to say to you, the last fight with Till, which you lost on decision, I really did. I'm not saying this because I like you. I really did think you won that fight. Um, and yes. I was surprised that he got that decision. Um you know, him jumping up like this, it, it works one of two ways for guys. Like, it works well because they don't have the weight cut and they have more energy and they can just fight a little bit heavier. And some guys have a hard time with it because now you're fighting a guy who's coming in at, you know, 182 pounds and dealing with him or whatever it is you fight when, when you actually uh, walk in the cage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's, you know, I think those 155 because we train, I train with 155ers all the time. They're, they're, they're extremely fast. Even though they're not big, they're, they're very fast. And I think he's going to try and use that uh, to his advantage here. Um, I don't think he's going to take me down. I don't think that at all. I think he's going to – I think he knows if he tries to take me down, he's going to be wasting a lot of energy to try and do so. So I believe he's going to try and try and out-counter me. Um, you know, I, I have the reach on him, obviously. I think – I do believe I'm faster than him. Um, and I'm not a big welterweight anyway. You know, I walk around 185. Most of these guys walk around over 200 pounds, so – I'm not a big welterweight, so I think it's going to be an exciting and fun fight. Maybe that's why and they I'm chose forward. you. I'm preparing for it. Oh, I think so. <laughs> I, I do. I really do. He knows that because uh, you know, there's a lot of strong wrestlers in the division. And don't get me wrong, man. Anthony Pettis' jiu-jitsu is, is very good. It, you know, it's underestimated. And so he's, he's submitted some very high-level guys. You know, he's submitted what? Um, ben Henderson. He just submitted, uh, what's the guy's name? He just beat Carlos Condit. 
Um, God, uh, Michael Kessa. Yeah, also, Gilbert Mel- yeah, Melendez, he got an arm lock back in the day. I mean, when he, when he defended the belt. I mean, Gilbert Melendez, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, and, he's, yeah. and so he's very underestimated. His jiu-jitsu is. So, um, but the thing is, he's going to have to try and get me down there if, if, that's, if that's his game plan. I don't think he's going to try and take me down at all. I think he's going to try and keep it standing. I agree. I think he's going to be looking at it like he's going to be the faster guy because he's smaller. And you're not a huge, like you said, you're not a huge welterweight, but uh, you're not used to, well, maybe you are used to. I was going to ask you that, but you actually said it just before. You get, you're used to sparring with guys. A lot of guys 155ers, correct? Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, we got guys here at the gym, at high-level strikers, too. You know, I, I yeah. fight guys who fight at, you know, 135 all the way up to 205. And and both very high-level striking. Of course, our gym is is known for that. So, um, and similar styles to me, uh, to, to mine. So, I, I'm, I'm very used to that. I mean, I've been, I was getting asked questions like this, you know, as a fight was uh, being announced, and a lot of fans, you know, what's the difference between karate and taekwondo? Well, you know, there's a lot of simulators, a lot of differences. More taekwondo, you know, there's a traditional taekwondo style, and then there's competitive taekwondo, which is mostly kick, you know, they don't even punch. But um, he's made it work well for, for, for MMA, just like my karate has. I remember the very beginning of the UFC, when it was coming up, like karate was looked down upon, you know, and now people are trying to play catch up because they don't, they're not familiar with the style. And you're seeing more guys doing that karate taekwondo style because it is very difficult to prepare for, you know, you got Conor McGregor, uh, with that karate style. Um, you know, uh, Anderson Silva can play back and forth. Uh, you know, Gunnar Nelson, uh, Michael Page Venom. I mean, it's a lot of these other guys are playing catch up because it is so difficult to, 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 you know, to pin down to prepare for it. Steven, you, you also you've had uh, five decisions in a row, and I think after your last one, you said there might be something you needed to switch up. Um, ha- have you thought more about that, or is that just something you said in the moment, or what do you attribute that to? Besides the fact that the competition is very, very good in, in welterweight division. Yeah, I mean the guys, you know, coming up, everybody's everybody's asking me, telling me that too. Like you need to go out there and knock more people out. Well, I'm like, man, these guys are on another level. I mean, these are the top five guys in the world. Yeah. You're not just going to go out there and, 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 you know, put yourself out there to knock them out, but right. you're also putting yourself out to, to get knocked out when you try that stuff. So you've got to be very patient with these guys. But, uh, you know, one of the things that I've actually worked on is being a little bit more aggressive, not overly aggressive where you see guys run in and get knocked out, but, you know, stepping out there, letting them feel my presence, the same way I did Johnny Hendricks. And that was, and that was a mindset that I had when I stepped out there, was to go out there and just, you know, to, to, you know, I had a lot of respect for, for Johnny Hendricks, but I didn't care. You know what I'm saying? I just kind of went out there and did my own thing. Not really too worried about what he was going to do, which I think the, the last few fights I, I really was. Like, I knew these guys were going to try and take me down, like the, the Tyron fight. And, of course, the Masvidal fight, I went out there and had some fun. And uh, the Till fight, I ended up tearing my MCL the first round, and that played a, a whole lot in the rest of the rounds, not being able to do my style because of, of fear that I was going to blow my knee out. But um, just uh, just that confident mindset, go out there and just you know that I can beat these guys. I can, I, I really can. I mean, top five guys right now, I can go, I can beat them. I know I can beat Tyron. And just having that mindset, stepping out there, and not really too worried about what this guy's going to do. I know what he's going to do. I prepared for that in the gym. So now I just got to go out there and do what I do. I wonder with Anthony Pettis, with his mindset, being the lighter guy, the smaller guy coming up to fight you. 
if that puts him at more of a at ease mindset going in, like, hey man, if I lose, the guy was bigger than me anyway. I'll still kick ass in my weight class. I'll, you know what I mean? Like, a, like a safety blanket, like, oh, like, yeah. like, a, like, not an excuse, but ah, he was bigger anyway. I gave it a shot, and if he wins, he's a hero. Where? If you beat him, and I'm not trying to, I'm, you have a strong mindset anyway, but it could be looked at, ah, he beat a smaller guy. So, I mean, how does your mindset not get caught up into that? And I hope I didn't just mind fuck you with that. <laughs> I'm, only I'm fighting a smaller <laughs> guy. There's no upside. No, I'm only kidding. A lot of these guys not are going all, up man. kicking ass anyway, so. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I look at it as there's a lot of 155ers moving up. I mean, yeah. KSA moved up. You know, Masvidal moved up. Um, you, you have these guys moving up the welterweight division and doing well. Cerrone nice. was was doing very good at 170. Yeah. So I think that's the mindset that he's having is many of these other 155ers are doing it. Why can't I? And he doesn't have to worry about the weight cut factor. And it is a win-win for him. If he does yeah. get beat, well, I got beat by a bigger guy. And if I win, well, that you know, that's, a, that's definitely a win for him. So, you know, I, I know that going into this fight, like I know this guy's a smaller guy, and it's and it's a win-win for him. And and but you know I, that kind of fuels me to train harder because I know he's got that mindset, which means I have to really put on a show. I cannot let this guy, you know, beat me in my own division. You know, so that that kind of driving me and, and and pushing me to 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 be the better fighter that night and train as hard as I can. And, and you know, in training, so um, you know it. A lot of 170s are like, man, why is he, you know, why is he fighting a smaller guy? Well, because no 170s want to freaking fight. You know, what does yeah. that say about the? It's about my division. You know, you got three or four guys at the top of the game not wanting to fight me, and then you have this 155er calling me out. What does that say about you? So y'all, y'all can't be saying anything. <laughs> you know, I never seen. I'm going to say that out of all the fighters, man, you. When it's fight time, whether it's when you're fighting in somebody's hometown, uh, like Darren Till or wherever you fight, you you it looks like when that fight starts, you look like you're sparring. Like not in your you look so damn calm between rounds, leading up, during it, uh, after you get caught with a shot. Where where does that come from? Is that just come from the the many many karate tournaments that lead led up to where you're at now? But because that that is not a lot of guys have that that calmness about them. Well, thanks, man. <laughs> right or wrong, Jimmy? Oh, I mean, you absolutely. see what I'm saying? It, it, extremely. It, it concerns me because I like you so much. I'm like, oh no! And then you always just you always you never seem like you're concerned about anything in the world. You just seem very relaxed. And uh, it actually puts me at ease more. I'm like, oh, look I, at I him. Panic. Why am I nervous? Look I'm, at him. I'm like, his hands are low. You know, I, I just panic. <laughs> <laughs> is that the well, round you clocked in? What is that one, the boy? To, to be honest, I, I think that I'm. It does have a lot to do with experience. You know, I've been fighting competitively at a very young age and and you know i started my kickboxing you know um competitive fighting kickboxing competitively at, at a young age at 15 and i think that has something to, to do with it but i i also one of the things that i look for when i when i'm watching fights is how calm people are and i think since it's at the top of my my mindset my thinking i'm that way when i step out there because i feel that the guys that are more calm in the octagon um um, are usually the ones that end up coming out on top. I mean, if you watch Anderson Silva fight, he's one of the most calm guys I've ever met in my life, or you know, seen fight in my life. And it's like, you know, he goes out there and does work. He 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 knows he's focused on, you know, what he's got to get done out there. And he's not because he, my goal whenever I fight somebody is to frustrate them with my style. 
And you've seen that with time and time again with guys that I fought, especially with the Hendricks fight, the Jake Ellenberger fight. You know, I, where I had Hendricks actually drop his hands and shake his head, you know, I, was like, I knew then that I had him. And if I stay calm, if I let him make me emotional, then I'm going to start doing things that I normally don't do, and I'll put myself out of position to get hurt. So that's my job. My job is to stay calm and frustrate you. So that way you get emotional, you know, that you get you get frustrated out there. And then once that happens, then I got you. And Steve, what do, what do you think about what's going on, too? Because the, the, the top of the division has kind of had a, a strange little logjam. You know, uh, uh, Colby Covington got the uh, the interim belt, and then Tyron is back. And then it was supposed to be, uh, you know, Colby I thought was next in line, and now it's Kamaru Usman. What, what do you think about that? Because I think for you, because you've already fought Woodley twice, I think for you it's right. a huge advantage if Colby or Kamaru Usman is champion because that's a whole new rivalry to start. I, I think for you that, that that's a very big advantage. Uh, what do you think about Colby being passed over for Kamaru? You know, you're, you're, you're right 100%. You know, I think, you know, these guys beating Tyron will definitely put me closer to a, n- another title shot, you know. But Tyron is just a freaking, he's a, he's a different, he's a freaking, a freaking animal, man. He really is. He's an analyst. He, he, he's very smart in the octagon and outside the octagon breaking guys down. Um, do I think these guys can beat him? Maybe. Uh, but, man, it, Tyron, is just, I think he's got better striking, better wrestling than any one of those guys. That's it. I think the only way they beat him is to tire him out because, you know, Tyron is a very explosive guy, and he's, and he's notorious for tiring out later in the rounds. But um, as you can tell, when he fought Maya, man, he, he was definitely very calm and ended up putting, you know, doing work and, and knocked out Till in the second round. I mean, just staying calm. So he's got very good striking, very good wrestling. Just that these guys got to go out there and do what they got to do to beat him. But uh, I, don't, I don't understand the drama, that they're, what's going on. I mean, I know Colby Covington was supposed to fight him, and then Colby, Colby Covington wasn't able to fight him when the UFC wanted it to happen. So they were like, okay, well, Manuzman's going to fight um, or something like that. I, I, I think that's the correct – I think that's way, the way it went. And then, you know, he did have the interim title, and now Usman's fighting him. So it's like, you know, you know, what the heck is going on? I think everybody's like, what the heck is going on? Why is it Colby fighting for the title? And I know that Colby Covington has not made friends lately. You know, he, he's the guy that you just don't like, you know. So may, I don't know if that had anything to do with it. I don't know, to be honest with you. You know, I don't know. I think that uh, there's always, a, a good villain uh, is always an easier sell on a fight, too. I, I think the fact that he's not likable, and I'm not crazy about him either, but I, I do think he deserved that shot. But And I, and I like Kamaru a lot more I, I, as a person. I, I really like him. But, you know, Colby being kind of a dick or a villain certainly does not hurt sell the fight, you know. Um but I, I think for you it works out well either way, and I think because I don't think Colby will fight you before he fights uh, Kamaru or Tyron. For that, I think his next fight is going to be a title shot if he's going to fight. Yeah, I heard there was rumor that he was going to fight Till in London, and I don't think that's going to happen. I think uh, Masvidal got that one. So <clears throat> at the time when I was looking for a fight, that fight was. was like out there, you know, the the information was out there on social media. Kobe Covington is going to fight Kill in London, blah blah blah, or shooting for it. So I'm like, man, well, everybody's kind of going to fight coming up. So, um, but that's not happening. Mazadal's got, I think, taking it over that. So yeah, I don't think uh, Colby. I mean, and it's understandable. I mean, you're supposed to be fighting for the title. I'm not going to fight anybody until I fight for the title. Y'all right. told me I was going to fight. You know, so 
So that's understandable. He's he's going to wait, I believe, to, to fight for that title. Yeah. And why? What? Why didn't? Because I, I think you against uh, Santiago Ponzinibbio would be an incredible fight. What happened with that? Did he just not want yeah. to do it? Is he hurt? No. I, um, I, I really don't understand what was going on. Um, the we were talking back with the coaches and everything, and and I just believe he just didn't want to fight. I think he's fighting RDA now. That's the guy he wanted to fight. He didn't want to fight me. <laughs> It looked like for for a little while there that it was going to happen, and I was preparing for that. I was I was we were on vacation, Christmas vacation. We're actually with the Wyvens. I was training uh, <laughs> on vacation, and and then the fight ended up happening. So, which is okay, you know. I'm coming into this camp and already in shape. Now it might that, it <laughs> so, might have been on that vacation, <clears throat> and this is coming from Mrs. Sarah, my wife. You made her nervous. Don't play catch with your nephew. Don't do that. You and Chris Weidman <laughs> will play. You know what I'm talking about. It wasn't that far yeah, of, of a throw. <laughs> but oh my, my wife God. goes, "Oh, look it. at that! This oh, they're throwing the baby." No, but it was uh, it was funny. You guys are hysterical, man. Right. You got a oh dangerous. God, do you realize Wonder Boy? If they have a family reunion, how dangerous his family is. Not just with. His father, his father alone is a scary individual. Yes. But, you know, him and Wonderboy could take out a whole bar. Now, then you picture they're related to the Weidmans. That's right. Wonder, you know, not only that, his other sister is married to Carlos Machado of the famous Machado clan. I mean, that is a, I mean, holy shit, man. But you guys have, every, you have all the bases covered. You guys got the karate. Carlos brings in the jujitsu, jujitsu mask, the Weidman with the wrestling. And look at you guys. I don't Man, know. That's, I was that's thinking the, about it. It's I think crazy. That was a plan from the get go. Was it? The... My dad had a plan. <laughs> they weren't. They weren't planned marriages. I promise. But it's amazing. Somehow <laughs> they ninjaed their brains and made it happen. I don't know. It reminds me of Game of Thrones when it's like, oh, it, it'll be a good match. My, I can see. Was it Charlie Weidman and your yes. father got together? It'll be a good match. Well. Uh, combined oh houses, God. House Thompson and House Weidman. House yeah. Thompson, <laughs> House Machado, House Weidman are all. You call the banners. You guys are set. All right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And those guys are. And Charlie Weidman, my, uh, Chris's dad and my dad are very similar guys. He comes down here a lot, man. And all they do is sit there, smoke cigars, and drink beers and chat about everything. And they could do that for hours, for days, and and and, and for and they'll talk about fighting for. For days to come, you know. So they're they're literally the same guy. Are you still uh, teaching? Uh, I know you were teaching. I think kids karate uh, or beginner karate class. Are you still teaching now, or you don't do that at all when you're in camp? Oh no, man. That's that's my that's my daily routine. I, I work awesome. around my training. Works. I work around my works around my teaching. So I'm still at the gym, man. Twenty four seven. I'm I'm here teaching the kids classes from five year olds all the way up to ten. And, you know, we're busting out the scenes. We're getting ready to move our facility to a bigger. We're an 11,000-square-foot facility now. We're moving to a 20,000-square-foot facility because so, we're busting out the scenes. We've been here for – we've been open for 25, 35 years. Wow. But we've been in this location for about 25 years. So it's still going to be in Simpsonville, but, you know, we're having to turn people away. That's you know? so great. That's um, awesome. So you know what you'll do if you like if you defend when, when eventually you stop fighting. A lot of like we had Dennis Bermudez in, and he's like thinking about doing this or that. He's kind of searching. You know what you're going to do after you're done actively fighting. Oh yeah, this is where I'm going to be. This is this is my first love. I, I fight because I like to compete, man. The money's a bonus, but I could stop that right now and just teach karate classes. To be honest with you, I mean it's awesome. I and mean, we got three generations of martial artists coming. We got. We got grandkids of grandparents that took here. That's so took crazy. It, took it at our gym. My dad taught when they were young. It's crazy. How long has your dad been doing so, it? Oh, my goodness. You know, the reason, <laughs> y'all know this already. He started karate because of Elvis Presley. 
You know, Elvis <laughs> Presley was a celebrity black belt. I they, he's like a seventh degree, but he was like a celebrity. You yeah. know, wait, wait they said Elvis was seventh degree. Yeah, that yeah yeah. Sure Under, Ed Parker, yes. And, yeah, Ed Parker, man. You, you mess there. You know your stuff. Thank bro. you. you Thank you, Wonder Boy. That makes me feel happy. But it's true. Yeah, Ed <laughs> and that, Parker. That's why. Yeah, oh, that's Ed great. Parker, man, back in the day. And my dad couldn't dance like Elvis. He couldn't sing like Elvis, but he would do some of his moves on stage. And my dad's like, I want to be like this guy. So he was in military school at the time. He got $5 a week for an allowance, and he spent that $5 to drive two hours one way to train with this karate guy wow. and two hours back. <laughs> and that was his training for for a long time. He's been doing it. Man, he's been fighting since the 70s. Man, 75 maybe, I think, 70, 76. But I, uh, he's been competing for a long time too. I like when that, that private was all nervous about him and he was and he was giving he was teaching that guy to be a man. We got to have your father back in here. I remember the last time he was here, oh, he man. told us that oh, story yeah. and the guy was scared <laughs> shit of him. And he had, to, he, had to, he had to get him ready, man. He had to get him ready. He could have went to war. He did. <laughs> Oh my goodness, man! My dad was—he bullied that guy. I mean, he was the biggest guy in the school, and bullied that guy all the way to the field. He the guy was scared of him. Probably saved his oh life. My God. Probably saved his life. I'm I doubting know. Elvis's seventh degree. I, I'm I'm calling him to question the validity of Elvis Elvis's seventh degree. Well, I, I I am too, and my dad is too. Like you know, now that my dad is experienced in the martial arts, like you know, he's one of those black belts that was kind of given to him because he is who he is. You know sure. what I'm saying? Yeah. So he was probably at best like a brown belt, maybe like in karate, like a karate brown belt, which is, you know, not even close to black belt, but you know, that's probably the level he was. He was probably given a seventh degree. Oh, I'm a seventh degree. Oh, you're Elvis Presley. So yeah. here you go. <laughs> yeah, right. He probably they probably asked what what degree uh, he was. He'd, he'd they'd say third, and he'd pop a few pills, and he'd go, "I'm fourth. and I'd be like, "All right, Elvis, you're fourth. I'm fourth. What's the difference? <laughs> I'm going up. He's eating a fried banana and peanut butter sandwich. Who cares? <laughs> Gonna shit himself to death. I heard that. Uh, oh, I love it. I, I heard that the uh, karate instructor was banging Priscilla. Did you ever hear that rumor? I heard that rumor. Was what? Was that that Elvis's karate instructor was uh, was banging Priscilla? That's what I heard. It's goddamn Elvis! No, oh my god! You didn't hear no that? Idea. That was a rumor. You know how depressing no. that is when you're Elvis and you can't. But then again, he probably wasn't. You know, having a lot of sex at the very end. I don't know. <laughs> All, right. All right, let's let one the boy go. Listen, we we love you, man. I love it. <laughs> Good luck to you. Love Fight. you guys, man. Anthony oh, Pettis, best. main event UFC Nashville, uh, March the twenty third on ESPN Plus. And uh, maybe we'll talk to you before then, but uh, we'll, we'll talk to you soon, man. Good luck, all right? Yeah, Wonder Boy. All right, brother. I appreciate it, fellas. Y'all have a good one. Take all right, care, Take buddy. care. I'll tell you, man. Wonder Boy versus Showtime sounds like a, uh, a great comic fight. book. Yes, it does. You know? Uh, I, speaking of comic books, I saw, I, saw, that'd be I saw Glass last night. What did you? Glass. I didn't see the first two. You saw the other two attached to it? A hundred percent I did. You want to do it? Yeah, well, I was gonna say before. What? I was you gonna say before you hit the ground running. We, we have to call. We have to call Corey in one minute, so we can. Oh, do it really? After, yeah. You guys talk among yourselves. I'm taking a leak. I was gonna do the same thing. We'll take, take a quick break. Then we'll call. Oh, quick t- leak break. After a stressful game, it's only natural to need some well-deserved rest. Upgrade your current sleep situation because Mattress Firm is offering the best bed deal of the year. Get a king bed for a queen price or a queen bed for a twin price for savings of up to seven hundred bucks plus. Take home a free adjustable base up to a $699 value. That's $699 for free. You'll only find these deals during Mattress Firm's Memorial Day sale. So don't miss your chance to start sleeping like a pro. Shop now at mattressfirm.com sale. There's nothing worse 
than being uncomfortable in bed. It's it's horrible. You're not rested the next day. You suck at work. Mattress Firm's Memorial Day sale is offering the best bed deal of the year. Save up to $700 when you get a king bed for a queen price or a queen bed for a twin price plus Take home a free adjustable base that's up to a $699 value free. Visit mattressfirm.com slash sale for more details. What up, everybody? This is CJ McCollum from the Portland Trailblazers. And here's a little taste of what we talked about on this week's Pull Up podcast. Very special mini post-Game 7 episode of Pull Up, an epic Game 7 in Denver. 37 points, back-to-back, essentially close-out buckets. Why were you so successful last night? I think it just really came down to my demeanor and mindset. Empty the clip, leave nothing out there. I wanted to say I did everything in my power, and I left all my bullets out there on the court and didn't bring anything home. How do you shift to a completely new animal, an absolute monster in the Warriors? In the playoffs, it just comes down to X's and O's and execution more so than anything else. The Warriors aren't going to run a lot of plays. They're going to run a lot of misdirection out of timeouts and late clock situations. But most of it's going to be mid-pick and roll. It's going to be pin downs and flares and things of that nature for Clay and Steph in a lot of transitions. So you have to guard the three-point line, get back in transition, and make it as difficult as possible on them. Don't forget to pull up. Subscribe and listen every week on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your shows. I love talking to uh, to Wonder Boy. Uh, we have Corey Sandhagen. We're going to call in just a minute. It's ten and one. He very quietly. Uh, I think he's three and zero in the UFC. Am I correct, Chris? Okay. His fight. First of all, the last fight was was beautiful, and uh, his fight before that with uh, Lurie. Alexandra. <laughs> uh, Yuri Alcantara. 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 Yeah. Alcantara. I was going to say Alcantara. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what the fuck I said. That's right. Something different. You said Alexander. <laughs> yes. But that fight was wild, man. Flexible uh, as a mother. Hey, what's up, Corey? What's up, man? How are you guys? Good, buddy. How you doing? We were just talking about him. Congratulations on that last, uh, that last fight. That was really beautiful. Yeah, thanks, man. We were talking. We watched to your uh, how do you, uh, Alcantara. How do you say Is that correct? I think so. I I say it different every time, too, man. (laughs) Okay. How close were you to tapping? Um, Because watching your arm go back like that in the first round, I don't think I've ever seen anybody survive that without tapping. Yeah, um, I don't really know, to be honest. It it, it didn't really cross my mind, uh, but I also didn't really know how straight it was. I think maybe all of the adrenaline and then kind of how quick he snapped on the arm bar. Um, I didn't really have time to think, and I, I do remember actually having, like, one lucid thought where I was kind of in my head. I was like, well, it's already straight, and it's already hurt, so you might as well just keep <laughs> fighting through it. And then, uh, and I was like, the damage has been done. It would really suck to tap now and then still have your arm be just as hurt as it was going to be anyway. So uh, that was kind of my thought process there. Well, that's extremely that, – that's, hey, man, that's, that's tough. A lot of guys feel that first pop. I mean, how many times did it pop? Do you know? I think twice. Yeah, right. twice, I think. Usually, I mean, I'm a Henzo saying, man, four times, then broken. <laughs> so, so, I mean, <laughs> yeah, what, yeah. What, what was the, because uh, I'll tell you, it didn't slow you down at all. Because that's a cringe, you saw that going in a different direction. It was it was 100% hyperextended. And uh, the I'll tell you, the, the, the presence of mind that you're getting hammer fisted, because that was brutal. Yeah. Brutal. Mm-hmm. We could talk about it now because you survived and you and you gave out a you dished out a even more of a beating. That's what was such a beautiful thing about that fight. It went from the worst fucking possible position and then <laughs> surviving. And it's not did your arm hurt what how soon after that fight 
Did you say, all right, I should get some ice on this thing? Oh, you didn't feel it. <laughs> you didn't feel it right away. Well, well, it's funny because I mean, in the fight, I didn't feel anything. You know, like yeah. uh, I, I didn't. It didn't really cross my mind to not even uh, try to use it. Like when I got on top, I was just like, I'm beating this dude's ass now. You know, <laughs> uh, but uh, after the fight, you know, like um, the the doctor asked me how much I could move it, and uh, it maybe went like two inches tops like when i was trying to bend it towards my face and i was like ah oh, man this is not good um but i went and got x-rays on it or whatever and then uh everything turned out to be okay they actually told me that i had a break in there from like maybe two or three years ago <laughs> that i didn't know about but uh yeah that was that was all that really happened i guess it was maybe like three weeks afterwards i was back on the mat now let me ask you jujitsu wise like are you a hard guy to arm lock in general because you know, you guys, like I said, you looked very, extremely flexible. I know the thing got popped, but um, I, I don't know. I don't know. I never really let it go that far. Yeah, <laughs> uh, right. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have too. I don't have too much of an ego, so I mean, t- tapping doesn't really bother me. But um, yeah, I don't really know. I, I guess I do have a lot of flexibility. I'm, I learned. <laughs> well, you're more flexible now. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, you in Colorado, I seen Elliot Marshall uh, in your corner. Do you know him all Eastern also or no? Yeah, man. Um, I actually train at uh, Sarah BJJ when I'm down in uh, Long Island. I have a lot of family from Long Island, so like I'll stop in in and out of there when I'm visiting family. But yeah, yeah, I'm always out there too. He, Shit, he started man. the Boulder Gym. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Have I seen you? Don't fucking make me feel uh, bad. <laughs> I seen you walk in the gym one time, man. But you know, like I, uh, I, I mean, you, I think you just like popped in and out, so I didn't really get to say oh, hi. Shit, or man. Well, next time come up to me, because usually, yeah, yeah. usually a mall would hit time. me up and tell me that he's got somebody coming to town or something. I hope we didn't charge you. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, well, I always mess, I always message Rao because Rao. Uh, yeah, Jason uh, Rao. Okay. Yeah, Rao comes out and does seminars and stuff, so I have a little bit of a relationship with Rao. So okay. yeah, I always message Rao, but. Oh, that's great, man. Well, you're welcome anytime, man. I know I'm all East in a long time. So, I mean, now listen, 3-0 and uh, in the UFC on a five-fight win streak. Did you call anybody out afterwards or no? Uh, I didn't call anyone out. Uh, there's, there's like a... I, I don't really know who to call out, you know? Like, I, <laughs> I don't really care who I fight, to be honest, you know? Like, uh, just, just honestly, like, the bigger the number, the better. Or, or not bigger, I guess the smaller the number, the better, like... 100%. I mean, if Lineker wants to fight, I'd love to fight Lineker again, or not again, but uh, start getting ready for him again. That was like, uh, that was, uh, I, I felt like brought a lot of the best out of me, especially like getting into the gym and things like that too. So if Lineker wants to fight or uh, one of those really good strikers wants to fight, I know Almeida and Vera are booked now, so that kind of sucks. I, really, I would have really thought me and Almeida would have had a great fight, but uh, I don't know if Font or Alejandro Perez, I know that those are two really, uh, really good strikers too, so. Uh, if they want to go at it, I think that we'd have good fights too. But uh, th- to be honest, man, I really don't care. I, I mean, I'm cool with whatever. You know, it's my third fight in, so what- whatever. As long as I- as long as I'm performing good, I don't really care at this point. Well, sometimes you know, it's one of the things that gets fights to happen. Is at times these guys start on Twitter. I mean, you know, and I guess the business part of the UFC says, well, this is something people would pay to see because these guys are going at it. So, is there any part of you that wants to do it just for that, where you think that might generate some interest and, and you can might be able to make the fight happen from the outside? Um, I, I think that those guys would take the fight against me, anyways. To be honest, I don't, I don't know that I really have to do too much of that. Um, 
they they probably I, I don't I don't know I don't know how they how they look at me if they watch me and they're like oh man that guy's good I, I kind of want to stay away from him or or if they see me as like not too much of a dangerous fight uh, maybe because I just don't go out and like slug like some of these guys so uh, I don't know that I even really have to do that right now uh, I mean I, I I was thinking about that the other day actually is I should probably get on Twitter a little bit more but I just hate that thing and I don't I don't know what language that is even written in you know like yeah. for me to try to understand that is very difficult but. Uh, I mean, yeah, you know, it. Uh, I, maybe I should. I don't know. <laughs> hey, man, I wouldn't. I think you should continue to be yourself, Corey. I wouldn't even sweat that too much. It is. It is always yeah. good when you get a name. It is. It is kind of juicy. Like that fight with Lineker. You don't have to necessarily talk shit about him to right. say that's going to be a barn burner. Of course, the way you the way you fight is exciting enough. Like that's that. Luckily, that's exciting enough where you don't have to be something you're not because that's there's nothing worse than i want to be shit talker yeah sometimes but, it looks fake but you state your yeah exactly but like you state your case like hey man this fight i want to fight this guy this guy's fuck this guy's exciting you don't got to throw the fucks in there that's me i'm a yeah, bad, I'm, a bad cool. I'm just a bad influence <laughs> but uh you know i see that you're you sound you know respectful good kid and and man your skill set and your your fighting style alone that's gonna put people in seats man for sure exciting kid jimmy you see that fucking knee it was incredible. <laughs> hey, what do you think of what happened to, uh, you know, at the top of the division with TJ going down and, and losing to Cejudo so quickly? Uh, I mean, that that surprised me. As far as the stoppage goes, man, like, uh, if it were me fighting because I wasn't put all the way out and I did work as hard as I, I did to, like, get to that championship fight and lose all of that weight and sacrifice all of the things that TJ had to sacrifice, I would want to be put all the way out and 100% for sure be be finished if if they were going to call the fight. But also, man, I I, I don't think it was too bad of a stoppage to be honest. Like he he got rocked, he got dropped. Uh, he seemed okay. He went up for the single. As he went to get up, he got hit. Like if you watch in slow motion, he got hit like two three more times on the way down. Got dropped again. So like the ref gave him a shot, you know. And and when he went to get up, he he still got clipped and got dropped again. So I mean, he got dropped twice and in 10 seconds. I don't really think it was too bad of a stoppage. It, it sucks for TJ, but uh, I, I mean, I think that the ref made a good decision. You know, it's funny. I was talking about this on the show the other day, and I felt it was a little premature, the stoppage, but then I, I was talking to Longo, and I do think, again, it was, I feel, maybe a tad bit. So I was talking about this with the great Ray Longo, <clears throat> and he says, yes, but you got to understand, he, he put himself in that position to be getting dropped, so he should not be... Because I felt really bad for TJ in the sure. beginning. And I still feel somewhat bad for him. But not for nothing, you did get dropped, not once, but twice. And you are in that position. So I, I don't, I don't want to take anything away from Shahudo. Because this is kind of going back to last show. <laughs> I don't know if you heard it, Corey. But uh, <laughs> I was kind of taking the stance where it was a premature stoppage. I felt bad for TJ. But at the same point, in that whatever it was, it was 20 seconds or whatever, uh, you know, uh, Shahuda was right in his face, and he did drop him. He pushed he him down a lot. Pushed him down. He he knocked him down with punches. He was swarming him, and TJ was put in that position. Whether you know he whether survived it or not, so uh, it is one of those things. I wonder if he was depleted from the cut at all. That's a big cut for him, and I wonder if that affected him. I think we'll never know, Jimmy. But well, unless he comes out and says it, like you want to blame that loss, that first round loss to uh, with Rose. On a bad weight cut. Yeah, well, he's not. He's basically saying he hasn't lost the fight. That's true. He said you didn't beat me. Um, now what? And you, you, uh, 
So what made you start training? You know, I always wonder what makes guys start when they're kids. Was it something, were you getting picked on, or did you just like it from the movies, or did you just want to do it? <laughs> Why, man, does it look like I'm a kid that gets picked on? No, you? but you never know, man. Some, some of these guys, like I think Rashad Evans said he had like an uncle that would beat the shit out of him. Like, I'm always amazed that some of these guys get picked on, or maybe he had a growth spurt. You know, it happens too. <laughs> Um, no, nah, man, like, I, I, obviously I get asked that a lot. Uh, my answer is always kind of the same, dude. I, I don't really have, like, a, a an exciting story by any means <laughs> to why I started training. <laughs> um, I, I grew up playing basketball. I was really, I, I was a decent basketball player. I probably maybe could have played somewhere, but I was just kind of worn out on basketball when I was playing in high school. Um, I wanted to shift over to wrestling, but my mom wouldn't let me wrestling because she didn't want me wearing a singlet. Uh, Wait, why? And, uh, I, I don't know. Jimmy uh, owns one. He doesn't even uh, wrestle. Yeah, no, I just wear it around the house in case girls come over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? Uh, uh, yeah, I remember I, I asked my mom. I was like, hey, my, uh, well, she was a really big basketball person, too. You know, like, I, I think that she really liked me playing basketball. Uh, she was a basketball player, too, or whatever, but. Um, I was like, hey, Ma, I think I'm going to wrestle this year. I'm not going to play basketball because they're during the same season. She was like, oh, yeah, okay. Uh, do you have to wear one of those little pajama things that they wear? I was like, yeah, I would have to wear that. She's like, okay, I think you should maybe stick with basketball. Wait, <laughs> was, like, was she uh, worried about the coach being <laughs> creepy or did she not? Did she... I don't know. I, th- I think so, man. I think so. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, um, but no, man, uh, basketball kind of like got really dry for me. And then uh, – that's kind of when the WEC and the UFC was getting a little bit more like televised and stuff. So I just saw it on TV a couple of times. Um, I signed up at Nate Marquardt's gym. So I just got really yeah. lucky because I didn't really know anything, you know, about fighting. So, uh, I was just like, ah, oh, this gym is by my house. I mean, let me, let me try this gym. And then it turned out being like probably the best gym in Colorado with, uh, along with Easton. So I just got really lucky, man. And then uh, I just fell in love with it right away. I uh, picked it up pretty naturally, and then uh, yeah, I just ran. I just ran with it. Who were some of the WEC guys you liked? Uh, I used to love watching uh, Cruz, um, Eddie Wineland. I used to really oh, like uh, uh, Cowboy, obviously. Um, but yeah, those three. I actually used to fight a lot like Cruz. I was like, oh man, this is different. Like this is cool. I like this style. It's very athletic. There's a lot of footwork. Uh, and then I kind of just made it my own. I made it a little bit more technical than, than he has. But, uh, yeah, those, those three are probably my top three three favorite fighters from back in the day. So when they said you had a break from a couple of years ago in, in the arm, it was something that obviously had healed and they just saw, like, the remnants of it? Or it wasn't still broken, was it? Yeah, there's, like, a chip in there or something. Um, it, was my, it was my left – was it my left arm? Uh, I think it was – yeah, it was my left arm uh, – I broke that one like a real long time ago posting when I was being taken down uh, and it dislocated real bad. So I'm just assuming that that's what it was. At what point did you realize you were sick of basketball? Like, was there one game or one practice you're like, fuck this? Like, like what made you think I don't, don't want to do this anymore? I don't know. I don't know. I was just young and kind of over it. I don't, I don't even really think I liked it. I kind of just was doing it because I was good at it. and uh, Maybe it was going to give me a scholarship somewhere. But um, yeah, I, I don't really know. Oh, okay. It was maybe it was something that was never your heart was never completely in it. Yeah. Well, obviously you're a really fun fighter to watch, man, and uh, we look forward to watching you again. I wish you had one lined up that we could promote, but I'm sure you'll get something uh, well, I soon. Hope, I hope they make that Lineker match up. That'd yeah. be fantastic. And not for nothing, this other yeah, this other kid, Mario B- Batista, he did come to fight. Yes, he, he did. He did come. I think he took that on. What? How many weeks notice did he take? Just a week, I think. All right. So that guy deserves some props because he wasn't playing it safe. He just ran yeah. into Corey Sanhagen's 
fucking knee. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, def- yeah, well, well, definitely. I, I even try to punk them a little bit. Like in the yeah. fight, I always try to see kind of like, uh, like uh, if they're gangster or not. Like if they're yeah. down to fight. Uh, so I kind of tried to like egg him on a little bit, and uh, I think he started talking some shit back to me, and I was like, oh, okay, that's not going to work with this kid. So, ah, that's uh, fucking, that's yeah. great. That's great. <laughs> I was like, I, I was like, all right, not going to work with this kid. Let's just keep beating him up. Uh, are, there, are there some guys yeah. it works with, and they won't engage you again, and you know you got them? Yeah, yeah, I, I see it in their in their posture. You know, like some guys just cower away from it. You know, like when when you're in the cage and like it's just you and that person, and they're and it's like it's not sparring against your friend like you're yeah. fighting someone that is trying to take your head off uh and and you start doing little things like that you, you can see people's posture get broken 100 percent. yeah because they don't want to they don't want to throw a punt like it's funny when a guy is taunting another guy like weidman took full advantage of it and, and knocked silva out but so many guys won't do that because it's almost humiliating to throw a punch at a guy who's putting his chin out and miss mm-hmm. yeah yeah it, it just messes with you man like mike tyson said it best or, or whoever said it uh Every, every every minute he was thinking, I was punching. So, like, the more you can keep someone thinking in a fight and, and, and not focused on the fight, the, the better the better odds you are, you have for, for scoring whatever you want to do. Well, I'm sure we'll be seeing you for a long time, man. You're an extremely ex- exciting fighter and obviously very, very tough. Uh, that's one of the most impressive things I've seen someone get out of was that, was that, uh, that arm bar because you looked like you were finished. And then he unleashed hell. Yes, he did. I actually thought the ref might stop that in the first round. That looked like he could have stopped that in your favor in the first round. Hey, but I appreciate you saying that. Uh, and then I gave him some hell because everyone just kind of talked about the arm bar. And I was no, like, yeah, man, like, what about, what about the, the two minutes afterwards where, where I was kind of showing some good ground and pound, you know? Like, uh, so thank you. You were showing great ground and pound, and I, I, I was surprised that he made it into the second round. Uh, but to do that after what you had just survived, Dude, payback it was even time. More impressive. It was payback time, Jimmy. <laughs> it was. And Corey, next time you're coming to town and uh, you're hitting up Jason Rao, you're visiting the school, you let me know, buddy. Okay, I- I'll let you know, man. All right, man. All right, man. Awesome. Take care of yourself, and uh, we'll definitely talk to you again. Take care, dude. All right, thanks, guys. Thanks, All right, Corey, take care. We're going to see a lot from that kid. Yeah, man. he's really he's fun only to 26. watch. Yep. Man, what a, and, that, and he's fun to watch, yep. man. Why do you charge him when he goes there? Stop charging him. I got three kids, man. No, I don't charge him. I, I'm sure he's got it on the house. I'm, I'm actually too lenient with that. That's why I don't answer the phones anymore. Oh, no. I don't do anything, you know? Hey, whatever happened to your friend who uh, is going to start that charity thing with you? Never heard from him again. <laughs> Funny enough. He never even followed up. Maybe he got the memo that he's an asshole. <laughs> I have I literally have enough friends. I do appreciate because now I'm getting crazy a lot of DMs and stuff. I try to get back to a lot of people, sure. and a lot of them are fans, obviously from this show, you know. And I try to get back to everybody, Jimmy. But I am one man. Yes, you are. So it is difficult. To I'm get not back even that. You, Jimmy. Yeah, you are that, Jimmy, and much more. Oh, I don't know, Matt. You Thanks. Know? I appreciate <laughs> give, that. Give us some. Well, you know, we can do that. We, I could talk about glass. I you could do the movie in a minute, but what do we got? I, I was just going to say, you, you said the thing. Hanzo said four pops, then broken. Yes. How many people on earth that are walking around know exactly how many pops it takes before your arm breaks? And I just like, always remember that. Because I remember if somebody's arms got popped or yeah. hurt in, in class, it would... Uh, it would uh, that he would be like, man, how many pops you hear? <laughs> you know, uh, so it's just funny that he has that like on tap, yeah. like he know, he knows a, the answer. Hey, that kid's a tough kid. Oh, yeah. It doesn't when your arms and it, it's an instinct to save your limb. It's just you might you might be a super tough guy, but it's an instinct to be like ah. It's like you know what I mean. Like yeah. so, he wasn't that. It wasn't he, that kid's getting hammer fisted in his in his face. He's getting his arm popped. 
and and uh, you didn't see any indication of him looking to get out of there. He looked Corey calm. Sandhagen is a tough dude and uh, a technical guy and a young kid. And I can't wait to see what's next. Didn't he look calm when he was getting punched? Even he looked like uh, a like dude. He really, got his whole nose. Yeah. He's getting busted. That dad. I'll tell you. Uh, what's his opponent's name? Yuri Alcantara. Yes, he was uh, doing everything right. And then it went terribly wrong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now Dean Thomas commented on Greg Hardy. He Dean, said, the, "What the great Dean? Well, I mean Dean Thomas." He said, "I kind of blame myself. <laughs> Sometimes Good. I underestimate the magnitude of the UFC because I've been doing it so long. When you really put it in perspective, being locked inside a cage to fist fight another human being is a pretty intimidating experience." So he's basically saying that he thinks that he's comparing it to sacking a quarterback. Fuck this. He was saying Fuck that it. by Go no ahead. means do I think he did it intentionally. He's just a guy who saw an opponent and didn't have the awareness or the experience to know. He wants to be one of the good guys. For this to happen, it was just unfortunate. Oh, really? Unfortunate. Call Dean Thomas. Call Mr. Thomas. All right, I'm going to get him. Hold on. We're calling Dean Thomas. And I guarantee he picks up this motherfucker. Well, unless he's... Unless he's what? Showering. He could be showering. That's true. Why shower? showering? It's what people do. He's in Florida. It's hot down there. Sure is. Wait, why'd you choose? He could be doing his BJJ online stuff. That's right. But I think of things you would do where you wouldn't have your phone. Showering is number one. He could be Top five answers around the board. Things you are doing when you won't be holding your phone. Training. Oh, I just picked it up. Why showering? Because he's not going to have his phone on him. Yeah. I'm a little late to a lot of things, Jimmy. Yeah, that's all. You know, I'm not as smart as you might think. Because I know you hold me. The first thing you think about me, you think brains. I do. Second thing, maybe a little messy. Third thing, a, little, a, a husky bundle of joy. I do. You know what I was thinking about with Dennis the Menace's, um, his, uh, his, his podcast was Menace and the Man, right? Yep. You know, then you got the fighter and the kid. What, we got UFC unfiltered, but let's say this thing goes away tomorrow, well, which please, I hope it doesn't. I have three children. You know what we're called. What would we be called? That fucker's not calling up. Daddy and the Eager House Boy. That's right. Or, first of all, wait, wait, hold on. Hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. It would not be called Daddy in the Eager House Boy. <laughs> it would not be called that at all. It, we would have to think of a name. I, I was suggested because you you had just your knee operated on. It's Gimpy and the Gimp. I like that. I think that's a fucking that's a fucking disaster. Gimpy and the Gimp. I don't like that at all. Okay. I don't yeah. like being called yeah. Gimpy. Well, who's the Gimp? You're the Gimp. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the one that sits in the leather in a thing waiting to be yeah. taken out sexually <laughs> touched. Yeah. No answer from Dean Thomas. But right. yeah. It's probably showering or training or yeah. ignoring it. Well, Husk, you... Husky man and bird boy. By the way, Edson Barboza <laughs> against oh, Justin Gaethje has been announced. That's, That's a uh, good fight. UFC on ESPN, Barboza versus Gaethje, Saturday, March 30th from Philly. Wow, is that a good fight. It's almost a hometown fight for Barboza considering trains in Jersey. Correct. Yeah. By the way, what the fuck is Frankie Edgar doing? He doesn't train in Jersey now. Oh, he, 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 went over, he went over the top team. Oh, I did not know yeah, that. Yeah, but I think he lives still uh, in Jersey, unless he moved to Florida. I, I didn't know that. You know what's kind of whack? But on, on Edson Barboza's point, on what? side. No, I'm just saying. Like I know I'm, I'm buddies with Ricardo Almeida and those guys. And then I, they didn't say nothing. But he's been with them for so long, doing so well. And now he's training with American Top Team. He wins his last fight. And he's like, I'm with the best team in the world. It's like, what? That's great. It's nice, but can't you just, you know. Maybe he's trying to psych himself up because he wasn't. Maybe, who knows? Maybe he's feeling like, all right, I made the right move. And he just wants that to be the right move. Yeah, here's the thing, though. You don't got to shit it, on your ex-coach. Yeah, and, in, fa and in fairness, the two opponents before that, Kevin Lee and Khabib, that's a totally different fight than fighting Dan Hooker. Yes, who, it is. You know, it's going to be a, a striking fight, you know, which benefits Barbosa. Well, Gaethje's going to be pure jiu-jitsu. Oh, this is going to be, yeah. Styles-wise. Total ground game. <laughs> that's going to be a lot of fun. That man. is going to be... Because Gaethje also enjoys brutalizing your legs. Right. 
and two guys. How many guys has Barboza fought or has Gaethje fought who do what they both do? I think Barboza kicks a leg harder than anybody, at least in that division. He might have the best. You know, maybe Mark Hunt. You know how people harder. say like one fight can't be a boring fight. I, I'm gonna, go, I'm going, I'm gonna be that guy. Yes, and Ganu Lewis. <laughs> That's <laughs> like the, that is the ultimate example of a fight that couldn't have been boring that ended yeah, up being but, the worst fight. But but Justin Gaethje goes forward. He yeah. does, and Justin Gaethje is. It's fair to say he's never been in a boring. He's fight. He's a fucking ever, maniac. Ever. He's a maniac. And Edson Barbosa's not all of a sudden going to switch to a grab. No. I mean, first of all, it's not like he can just put him down anyway. Gaethje's got fantastic wrestling and anti. Uh, you know, uh, he's take good at the uh, take, ground, yeah takedown defense. So you know that that's gonna be that's gonna be that's a fantastic fantastic matchup. When is that again? March thirtieth in Philly. Philly, Philly. I don't know if I'm around. Do I'm they have gluten free um, cheesesteaks? Um, <sighs> Probably not. Fucking. They might. Negative nilly. Chris, the producer. I'm actually checking my gluten free dreams. I'm checking my calendar to Dude. see if I'm available the thirtieth. Because I may want to go. Nope. Oh, yes, I am actually. My wife makes gluten free meatballs now. Oh, good. I take the gluten free bread. That's all you need, Jimmy. Sure. Jimmy, I'm enjoying that, my diet. I'm glad you are. You look good. Thank you, Jimmy. So now all that's right, what a, else do we got? That's a, that's a really, really interesting fight. Because you're right, Justin Gaethje is never, number six against number seven. Uh, neither of these guys is ever in a boring fight. And uh, Barboza, what, what's, what has he done in his last couple of fights? The, the last fight was the oh, he brutalized Dan Hooker, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then he had lost to Kevin Lee. And, and, and the Khabib, Khabib fight yeah. was terrible. Do you yeah. think? Do you think, Jimmy? Do you think that if I asked you something, you could do it for me? Or no, depending on what it was. Would you sing to me the Bob Edson Barboza song, Jimmy? Wait, don't just answer right away because you right away you want to say no, you because you don't want to play along. Sure. Would you sing that to me? Sure. Go ahead, I won't do it at this time. <laughs> I will do it. You're such a tease. Later. You're yeah. such a tease. But, but nobody can hear it then. Sure, they'll hear it. Do you want me to sing it, Jimmy? No, no. I want you to do it back after I do it later. All right. We'll figure Hold out on. a time to Just do blink it. if you want me to do it. <laughs> you know I can't help it. I Stop blink blinking, Jimmy! I, 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 I blink a lot. All right, I'm not going to do it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make people really just crave for Why? it. Why? They do. Hey, listen. Make them miss it. Make I, will, miss it. I will say this. I will not sing that Epson Bar- Edson Barbosa oh, song up. Did I hear something? No. Did you say that to me? I did not. Did you say Balboza? No. Go ahead, Chris, the producer. You want to sing it? I'm looking no, forward well, to we'll it. Do, we'll do a duet. Oh, okay, well, listen. I'm looking forward to it. This is what Bob I want to say. I'm not going to sing it until we're close to his fight. Okay. A month before. All right, two weeks before to keep people really hungry for it. Yeah, keep on the edge of their seats. A week before. I won't sing it until a week before yes, his keep fight. Keep them sitting on the edge of their fists. <laughs> All right, everybody? There you go. I'm doing that for you guys, even though you probably want it. Yep. I got some new jingles coming up. Hey, what is Marlon Marais doing, by the way? He's uh, fighting uh, Rafael Sunset. Okay. That, that, when is that fight? Uh, that's happening me. in Brazil. Yeah, I think that's really soon, February 2nd, I think. Let me just so many, so many fights. Yeah, number four. I'm going to three. the Rise Invitational on Long Island at the Space Theater on Friday night. Why? Why? Uncle Edwin. Oh. <laughs> no, he's got... But Edwin, my buddy, he's got a... My brother-in-law, he's got a match over there. The great Jason Rao, who Corey Sanhagen trains with, he goes out to he's he's one of my he's my top black belt right now, dude. He's submitting everybody. He's he's, he's world class. He's ranked I don't know one of like maybe twelve in the world, but probably even better than that, I'd say. Top guy, right. Jason Rao. I love this kid. He's competing. My buddy Slim, Mike Sully, Nick Gulo. These are all my guys. Not the two. There's two Nick Gulos. Right, right, right. This is Mike and Nick Gulo. Sure. <laughs> but anyway. There's too many guys that I, uh, Mar- is Maram competing? No, is he competing? I gotta see. 
So many guys are competing on this Rise thing. Why, Chris? The producer got something to say? Yeah, I was just going to say Marlon Marais and Rafael Sensei. That's a rematch. That is February 2nd in Fortaleza, Brazil. African Samurai, Manny Flores, he's competing. Oh, this is my guy's grappling this weekend. What did you just say to me? Uh, Fortaleza, Brazil, February 2nd, Marlon Marais versus Rafael Sensei. It's a rematch. It's a rematch. Marais lost. That was his UFC Close, debut. It was a split decision. Close. Yes. Yep. Split. I'll bet you the winner of that is next in line to fight TJ. And then we have, Al, you know, Aljo. Yeah, Aljo's, sure. you know, Aljo's I, I fighting. So. Oh, Aljo too. Aljo's fighting. Who's he fighting? Uh, he's fighting our good friend, Jimmy Rivera. That's a tough, man. That is a tough. Fight. I love Jimmy, too. Yeah. yeah. I'm going with Aljo, but Aljo's my guy. Yeah, well, that makes sense. You know what I mean? Yeah, I have to go Do with Do like Aljo Jimmy, too. though. Jimmy's a, Jimmy is a friend of this show. Yeah. We'll, we'll have him in before that fight. 100%. You know? Uh, listen to this. This is kind of a crazy one. Mike, Mike Perry. Wait, hold it's on. Wait, announced. wait a second. I, listen to me. Uh-huh. Wait a minute. Okay. I think what? I know who he's going to fight. Yeah. Well, he asked fans oh. on social media. He goes, who got to be in the ring with me to get y'all to buy pay-per-view? Or just who equals the best or most entertaining matchup for what you think my skill set might do well against or not Can well I against? Can I guess? Sure. Robbie Lawler. Oh, that'd be fun. That would be fun. That'd be very good. He's got his, He's fighting Ben Askren, though. Yeah. More Interestingly, Matt Brown, who's a monster, oh, wait, replied, that's... hoping I'm ready by June or July. That? I'm down. So that. not official, but those two wait are talking to each other. That's that. crazy. I can't think of a better fight than right. that for him. Right. Matt Brown is a old school savage. Yeah. He is a beast, and he likes to fight. He enjoys it. Uh, you know, Mike Perry is Mike Perry. Yeah. And he also enjoys fighting. I believe he's made for it. You know what I mean? The tattoos on the face, that's a dead giveaway. It is. You know what I mean? Sure. And and the guy's made, that's a great fight. That is a great fight. Yes. I like that. Yeah, you, think, that that, got, that has me excited. It's not nothing set with that though. No, not set. But I mean, we just saw with with Wonderboy and Pettis that both guys are. Kind I can't of see into him. It. I Maybe can't see him sitting out that long though, Perry. Well, yeah. I mean, you know what? The months do fly by though. But how long is Matt Brown out for? He uh, he's been out a little while. But he said he's coming back by what? By June. He said June, July. Right. He hopes to be ready. I mean, Perry just had. I mean, his arm was messed up from Cowboy. It wasn't broken. June second, I'll be forty five, Jimmy. Oh my God! You don't look a day over thirty. Uh, smiling, smile. see the smile. No, the people look, at home can't see. Fifteen years over thirty. <laughs> that hurt, Jimmy. Jimmy, words hurt you. Fuck. You don't think you could hurt me because I'm a full, I'm a Hall of Famer. And I'm I saw a guy on the train today. And I thought of you, and I'm like, I wonder if Mac could choke this guy because the guy was probably six five and him. Yeah, he was huge. Okay. What do you think? I think you probably could. I think I would have took him, Jimmy. Yeah, Jimmy. If you see me walk, I could right now. I could 100 percent roll and fight better than I could walk. I gotta do something. With my I'm getting my legs checked out tomorrow, Jimmy. I'm following up with my right knee, yeah. and then I got a bake assist behind my left knee. You get them both fixed. I got to get that thing drained, dude. It hurts, right? It's annoying, Jimmy. It's annoying, mm-hmm. you know? All right. All right, guys. Listen, let's get back. Any other gossip we got? Any other news? Uh, no. I Give mean, me something. Give Khabib me was talking shit about uh, uh, Diaz. I, but oh, what? Just yeah, saying what's that going he's lost that? a bunch of fights. But they've been going on something. Diaz said something to him first about him saying he smacked them. And yeah, what is they, going on? I forget where it was. I guess it was at... Um, World Series of Fighting at the time before it became the PFL. Like they, they had some kind of Hey Khabib? Yeah, like the two the two teams kind of got into it in the in the crowd a little bit and you know, Nate said he smacked him and then now Khabib is like you've lost to all the good guys, like people forgot about you, you know, that that kind of thing. Yeah. So he uh, won't he won't he will not 
and get entertain a fight with Nate. Right. I'll tell you, what about that? Not to switch this years. What about that Craig Gillespie versus like Khabib? I mean, listen, he's a, he's Gillespie's oh, nobody's yeah. slowing that kid down right now. He's going through everybody. He's fighting. Yeah. Right. Oh, hundred uh, percent. Does yes. he? Did he has? Does he have all finishes? Uh, let's see. Greg Gillespie. I think people so. don't give the guy enough enough smoke. He's right. He's number fifteen. <laughs> oh, he's number, very good. Thank you, guys. New words. Okay, me and me and my buddy Curtis. Blades. Is he number fifteen? I, I like he that. Number How nice is Curtis Blades? By the uh, way, really nice guy. Curtis Blades. You see that dude in a dark alley or somewhere? You be like, yo, this guy's look. This guy's scary. Scary guy. What a nice guy. Yeah. Not just because he gave me compliments, Jimmy. I don't remember them. He has a couple. He has a couple of two decisions. Oh, I'm sorry. What? He's thirteen and zero. Two decisions. The rest. Uh, KO in the UFC. Submission. No, he is six and zero in the UFC. How many stoppages? Five stoppages. So who does he five have in to, a row? Who does he have to fight before he's in? What is he? What is he ranked? He's fifteen, and the rankings haven't been updated yet based on this last card. So well, I mean, let's update him. He yeah. should be in the top ten. I mean, what the hell? Who's above him? Well, I mean, that is a stacked fucking division. Yeah, I don't know if he would be in the top ten, but I think he probably may, may moves up one spot because Yancey is not. Uh, Ranked, so well. Pettis yeah. is leaving. That's true, right? But that's still a little bit. March twenty third. Hernandez just lost. Yeah. Um, I would like to see Gillespie. I think Kevin Lee is a little too high for him on the uh, on the list, but I think that'd be a very interesting fight. Hey man. Yeah, for sure. I mean, wow, this division is. Yeah, this division is. Uh, this is a killer division here. I mean, Islam Makhachev would be interesting, but I think he has a fight lined up, though. If I'm not. What about mistaken. and Paul Felder has a, a match lined up with James Vick. Yep. Uh, Hernandez just lost. I'll tell you right now. What about Francisco? Uh, yep, Trinaldo. Sure. What about that fight? Let's make that fight. <laughs> Let's make that fight. Greg Gillespie. Gregor Gillespie versus Francisco Trinaldo. What do you think about that? It's a great fight. That's a fucking great fight. I'd rather see him against Kevin Lee, but again, he's too high up. Yeah, Lee's not going to do that, probably. What has Kevin Lee got going on? Come on, man. I'm excited. Kevin Lee's sort of in the middle. Such talent. Such talent. It's unclear what Lee's going to do, if he is going to move up or if he's going to stay at 155. Why? Is he talking about weight cuts being a problem? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I think specifically after the Al fight, he, he, he was a bad cut, and he was like... Enough of this. I yeah. Think we're up. yeah. But we'll see. He well, might stay. Raging Al is Raging Al. Yeah. Let's, uh, all right. Movie minute. Okay. Yeah, you ready to do hit, it? Hit it. Movie minute. Hi, Jimmy. Hello, buddy. All right. Listen, I seen the movie Glass. And by the way, can I just get this out of the way? My sure. Little, I, I like to rant about annoying people really quick. Sure. There was, you know, we, like, like, a couple of days a week, I have uh, you know my you know all my three kids are at school now. So my wife, me, me, I hang out with my wife. We get lunch and during the day a little bit before I got to go to the schools and and uh, whatever we do, we either work out. Sometimes we'll catch a movie. So she went with me to see Glass, right? And there was a a lady there. You know how like there's like uh, people like uh, like I don't know if they're in group like group either group homes or this disabled people like special people like you know what i mean and there's people like aides that bring them to like movies and stuff there's like a group of like like maybe five sure like like um special Special needs needs, whatever yeah okay uh and then there was two ladies with them first of all they took them to see glass which probably wasn't the best choice to see right because you're it's about there's also they're in mental patients and there's but whatever i'm not i'm not their parents but i don't know what they're 
policies are. But we got out of the movie, and I'm going to talk about the movie in one second. Let me just get this out off my chest. So I'm with my wife, and now this, this, there's two aides with them, right? Two ladies. And how rude this fat, short, like she had some piercings in her face, and she was like dumpy. But, and that's not the point. I'm not, ba- I'm not body shaming her, but it has to do with her attitude. She was talking to them, and I swear to God, it was a second away from either me or my wife saying something. My wife was getting pissed too. Like, all right, let's, uh, uh, don't look at me. Look straight as she's talking to one of the ladies there. Like, and like you have, to, uh, you have to use the bathroom. Don't look, why are you looking at me? She was being, and like physically, like, like putting her hand on her, the pointer in the direction. I was so fucking getting, I was getting so livid. I'm looking at my wife. My wife's looking at me and she's like, Sh-. my wife's speaking loud. And my wife is so sweet, but she doesn't like that shit either. Yeah. She goes, she goes, not for nothing. She goes, she shouldn't, I don't know she said not for nothing. I say that. Yeah, you do. That sounds <laughs> she like She speaks Mac. better. <laughs> She's like, but she goes, and then my wife goes, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy. She goes, she shouldn't be having this job if, if she can't handle. That's right. She goes, this job might be stressful. Jimmy just got me lightheaded, Jimmy. <laughs> she got me, she goes, but she shouldn't, she shouldn't be the right, she's not the right person for this job. You're making me laugh now, Jimmy. But holy shit, that fat pig. She got me so pissed. I was so pissed. <laughs> she went into the bathroom with them and she's talking to the other lady to watch the, the guys. And, uh, and Jimmy, Jimmy, so my wife went into the bathroom with her. My wife's going, she goes, if I hear her talking to them in there, I'm going to say something. I go, well, don't wait till you come out. Yeah. Like, I was afraid my wife would say something to the lady and then the special lady might turn on my wife. I don't know. And have super strength and attack. I don't know why I going to get attacked trying to be the, yeah. stick it up for the person. And, then and you can't might, help you know, her because you're in the bathroom. Who knows what's going to happen? She's outnumbered. And I don't know how, and I didn't want to upset the, 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 the adults that were yeah. special. Like, you know right. what I mean? I don't yeah. want to get them thinking that we're bad. And I, you know what? I don't want to make a scene. Yeah. But that fat pig, <laughs> I want, my wife's like, I want to know when she, where she works. I want to know where she works. I go, what am I supposed to do? Ask one of these guys. I don't know what to say here. I go, if I say something, the lady gets an attitude. This is going to be very bad. And I she'll w- just take it out on them anyway. What? She'll just take it out on the people she's working with. God forbid it went south and I had to start. Now, now next year, you know, I go to defend. The sp- and I'm getting attacked by the, by the special guys. Yeah, I have you know stuff. I mean? Imagine I'm fighting them out. I'm fighting them? <laughs> All right, let's go back. To- All right, let's get to the movie. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're right. It's a good point. <laughs> 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 Uh, the police would, apologize to the audience. The police would come, they'd break it up, they wouldn't know who was with who. Oh, I said, Matt, home with the ladies. There's a bunch of special guys. A bunch of special guys. <laughs> 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 oh, but that's my wife. I can't, yeah, yeah, yeah. Get in the van. Oh, shit. Jimmy. <laughs> Quiet. Don't look at me. Look straight oh, at my wife. Also, they sent my wife home, one of the guys, the special guys. Uh, anyway, listen. I'm crying. I'm fucking crying. Anyway, the movie, Glass. Yeah. I liked it. Yeah. It's about comic books. I'm crying now, Jimmy, by the way. Uh, I enjoyed Bruce Willis. And I don't want to give too many spoilers, but the way it's it, it, it started so great, I'm not crazy about the ending. You know, I'm not crazy about it. I don't want to be spoilers. I'll, sure. But um, I'll let me just let you know how it begins. A little bit. Like, Can I have one of those crisps? They're done. 
God damn it! What a Look dick tease! <laughs> there was a fucking ah, that there was yuck, a yuck. bag of, of like these delicious cheddar cheese crisps. Quest Quest nacho chips. Oh, they're good, and I was gonna enjoy one while Matt was doing his movie minute, and the fucking bag was yeah. all fluffed up. Yeah. I looked like I had sixty or seventy of them. No, Jimmy, look it up in my hand. Oh, it's fucking empty. In my hand. It's empty. It's like, the, it's like a low-hanging <sighs> scrotum. Exactly. Oh, go ahead. So, Jimmy, like, it's so crazy. For people that don't know, this movie Glass with... Um, uh, Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis. The guy who's great at the impersonations. He also plays Magneto. Not Magneto. Oh, Rich Little. Professor. Fuck. Oh. <laughs> Jimmy, what's his name? Um, Jay Moore. No, <laughs> forget it. I forgot his name, but James he's Simpson. in Split. He's from Split. Uh, I'll look it up. Uh, Great, he's from Split. He's not, oh, he's fantastic because he plays this. The, the, he plays the, the villain pretty much, but he's also a guy with split personalities. There was a movie Split, and there was a movie before that called Unbreakable. Oh, James McAvoy. Yeah. James McAvoy's a fantastic. Sure. Uh, and, and Bruce Willis, the girl who plays the shrink in the movie, fantastic. I I enjoyed the movie. Lorraine Bracco. It, it's like it's almost like a real like 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 it's about like. It's a comic book type movie, but based like like in real life. It's M Night Shyamalan. Yeah, yeah. You actually made this seem very interesting to me. Like it's something I, I'm interested. So I didn't know it was the third in a trilogy. You if no you idea. watch the end of Split, I, I didn't watch those first two, but I'd, yeah. I'd have to watch. But you'd them have to I watch it, Unbreakable. I, yeah. I recommend people watch Unbreakable, watch Split. Because I, I, I'm going to say you don't need it, but you kind of need it. It shows glimpses back. They do some some glimpses back to those movies. So you get ideas, but when you if you see those movies, it really it's a trilogy basically, and uh, you know it, it's it's great seeing them interact. I enjoyed in the beginning of the movie. It really brought me back to the comic or pump the the uh, the Punisher comics. I'm, I'm thinking if it was Garth Garth Ennis's run run on that. Anyway, it was back in the '90s when he had this partner named uh, Microchip. Kind of in the What's that? <laughs> Not that shit. A little small no, humorous. Stop, no. But it's like <laughs> Michael, so small, Michael Trip was the like the guy that does all the tech and he's at home saying, All right, listen, I think it's going down here and what's his name? And Michael the other guy's the guy in the field. Micro, just micro, you can call him. <laughs> you can call him micro. And uh but he was like a fat guy in a van, fat guy in like doing the computer work. But in this movie, you fast forward and his son is the one who believed that Bruce Willis was like because he plays like he's the superhero basically. He's like super strength. So, I lose it, everybody. He's no. so his son in Unbreakable, like was like knew that he's like he had believed that his father was this superhero before anybody else believed it. In one scene, he had a gun. And he was about to shoot him, and he's like, it was very intense. And he's like, you know, don't do that. I'll die. He does, you know, he believed his father was indestructible, but he was right. It was so powerful. I feel like I got something in my mouth. Hold on. It's a penis. <laughs> Put that away, Chris, the producer. Anyway. So I mean, it's, Unbreakable is a great movie. So it's like, so now you see is that Samuel and, and Jackson, Jim, Jimmy. No, it, that's the other one. That's he's in, uh, he's in Glass. He's in oh, glass. glass. Okay, and he was also in. Um, he, oh, no, yeah, it was Unbreakable. Well, okay. I've he never was seen it. Right. he was the villain in Unbreakable. Uh, but listen, don't throw me off, Jimmy. I'm you know, right got, here. I, you know, I got the memory. It gets all over the place. I love those crisps. <laughs> Jimmy, but listen, with this movie, so know what I really like about it? You got the same, and know what threw me off a little bit though? You got the same characters, which was both awesome and a little weird in one sense, where the kid who plays Bruce Willis's kid oh, in Hell Unbreakable, oh. no, but the, uh, this other kid, he was, now it's him, it's the he same actor. He was dead at the end of that movie. Yeah, Bruce Hell Willis Hell he was dead at the end of that movie. What movie? Sixth Sense. No, he wasn't. What do you mean? Right? No, he Dummy. No, no, you're not. He dummy. was alive. He was alive seeing ghosts. Bruce oh, Willis was, was dead. Bruce Willis was dead. <laughs> you never saw Sixth Sense? No, I didn't. 
Way to fucking <laughs> way to chime in on that. I was, I was just trying to interrupt. But you, you've heard yeah. the spoiler. Yeah, yeah, it's such a great film. Oh, is it? That's, yeah. well, that's why you I, it, I right? heard it and then I never. No, you should. Even though you know what you know, yeah. you should still watch it and you'll see. Like, wow, no, that's oh. one of the greatest twists ever. Okay. Yeah, but you kind of know what's going on now. Now, yeah, you but do, that, you know? well, yeah, now. But right. it was great. That's what put M Night Shyamalan on the. On it is, that. yeah. And then he did the Signs, and then he did Signs the Village. Was great too. The Village was terrible. The one with yeah. the uh, which one? The Village was terrible. The Village was horrible, and also was the. Uh, the one with the fucking airs, the bad with Mark Wahlberg and John Leguizamo. Uh, that's so funny though. Like that that movie's so unintentionally funny. What's it's it really enjoyable to watch. Uh, the Happening, I think. Yeah, oh, it wasn't very happening. Uh, I like what's happening. The Fountain Rerun. Yeah. Uh, me too. I love and that. Shirley Hemphill. Yeah. And Mabel King. Yeah. And what do you call it? The uh, the what do you call? It? You got attractive as you got older. Uh, what's what's the sister D. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I forget her real name. D. Nini, I forget. I've already. I know Ernest Thomas was Raj. I liked Raj a lot. Who didn't? He was the best. And and, and uh, Fred Berry was rerun. He died. Rest in peace. And Haywood Nelson was Dwayne. I like Dwayne. Me too. Hey, I like hey, them hey. All. I like them all, but they never should have stole. They never should have uh, snuck into that Doobie Brothers concert with that recording. Well, you know what? Then reruns dancing, and he just drops it. And Sweet recording. Daddy, remember Sweet Daddy he got, got him to do it. You got upset when it happened. I'm going to jail for a fat kid eating popcorn. <laughs> he was so unhappy. Back to glass, everybody, because this movie minute's taking a lot of left turns. Sorry. Okay? It was a good movie. It was a really good movie. And like I said, yeah, so it's the, it's the kid, the same actors. And why I said it was a little weird is because now it's in the future a little bit, or it's now from compared to the old ones, where Samuel L. Jackson's mother, you could tell she's got, they're making her older than she is because it looks a little fake, her face. That's not supposed to be. There's some weird shit with that, too. I don't know why she's so proud of her son. He's a mass murderer. But anyway, I know this re- I know this little uh, this review is all over the place. Go see it. I enjoyed it. I did not want to take a piss break. Um, it was a fun movie. I-, I wish the ending was a little bit different. But if I say the stuff I wish would have happened, it would have been spoilers. And I'll save that for something else. But you do recommend it. I recommend it, man. I, I-, I enjoyed it, man. I okay. did. I enjoyed a, I just, there's way more I liked about it than didn't like about it. So, do, do you mind if I jump in just on the end sure, of this? Uh, sure. So, something I got excited about today that I saw the Ooh. Sopranos prequel movie that they're supposed to be coming out in a couple of years called The Many Saints of Newark. They announced that they cast James Gandolfini's son, His Michael, son, yeah. as young Tony Soprano. Show me yeah. a picture of him. Yeah. I didn't even know he had. He, yeah, my uh, his son. A girl I knew was in his acting class. She was very nice. His son? Yeah, yeah. He had a son who was, he was with him when he it, died. That's the son that was with him when he was dying. He was yeah. little. He was little. Yeah, he's 19 now. Uh, I want to see what he looks like. Yeah. What, year did, what year did Gandalfini die? Uh, yeah, it makes sense. He looks like him. I mean, it's his son. Yeah. Oh, that's that's nice. That's going to be the, the, what is it called? It's called The Many Saints of Newark. And I David Chase that ending is writing was, it. I don't think that ending was so... When you really think about it, he did get whacked at the end. I don't think there was really that much of maybe, a... Maybe, yeah. Why maybe? I, I, said, things, I just don't because know. Because they, they did so many, like, um, what is it, a precursor or a, pro, or a pro, prelude? Yeah, yeah. They, <laughs> Where they, they go, oh, yeah. when the things just fade to black, or they just turn, next thing you know, you just think... And they did that, next thing you know, it just turned to black. When he looked up and the guy, that guy obviously went to the bathroom... Before somebody came yeah. in, they show that. Why would they show that dude looking around with fucking weird and then go to the bathroom? Right. Well, he says, I'm a, I love The Sopranos. I've watched it like a, a million times. Okay. He's, he's in Do you ever the, see the one? <laughs> go ahead. Uh, James Gandolfini died in t- 2013, by the way. But when he, when Tony is in, uh, they're out on the lake, him and Bobby Bacala, they're talking about yes, exactly. how a good time part. for it to end. He says, 
way I look at it, there's only a couple of ways. You know, you face the black, you, you, you get killed pretty much. And, and that, so he kind of spells it out in that scene, and then it fades to black. And, oh, and the way it, they you know. did it, when he yeah. looks up, you, obviously, why would they show that guy go behind him and go use the bathroom? He came in behind him. He looked up when he heard the bell, and he got whacked. You know, it could also be because that's what his life is like. Is every single moment is yeah. tension. Every single moment is looking around. This is what it's going to be. Yep. I don't know. I mean, you I might. I've heard so many different theories on it. I'm and just now shocked. Ch- now Chase kind of has to say he's dead because you know he's dead. Well, I'm shocked. Well, I'm shocked that you um, are being a glasses half full with him being alive. No, I'm not. I, I don't have any investment either way. I just don't know. I'm not convinced enough either way because I've heard great theories on both sides right. as to why he could have lived and why he could have been dead. Um, well, I'm glad it ended because I really enjoyed that show for how many seasons. But once they started going into that dream shit and everything, I was out. I was like, I was, I was not like, out, but I was like, all right. Got Todd Malunga. Yeah. All right. He's visiting a party now in his dream. And what the I kind of like that, though. Why, Jimmy? Because they showed this. They humanized the him. He's a big pussy and Uncle fucking June and... I, those those early episodes were so. I mean, I guess that's like with everything. They're also showing his mentality, like with therapy. They did uh, so many things where they just made yeah. them people. Yeah, I like. No, Sopranos was so good. It was so good, and I'm running out of. Sh- well, not really. I'm getting back into the Punisher now. Punisher season two is out. Jimmy never saw season one. Well, maybe you should do it. All right, I'm gonna pee my pants. Well, well I think we're, we're gonna, gonna end. Yeah. Let's uh, do some plugs, everybody. I don't have any. I'm gonna be. I'll tell you what. I have tickets for on sale. I'm doing a very small club in Rochester. And I will tell you when this is. Hold on now. I'll be up my dumb phone. Jimmy, this show's got all possibilities. May 17th May seventeenth and 18th, I'll be at the uh, Comedy at the Carlson in Rochester, New York. Two nights only. I'm going to be at the Rise Invitational. That's where I'm going to be on Friday night. You know what I mean? I got yes. so many guys competing. I'm so proud of everybody. They're so awesome. My my, my my academy is just such a it's such a good vibe around there. People yes. looking for limbs, yet good crowd, good energy, no douchebags. Yes, no douchebags, Jimmy. But uh, so that's where I'm going to be at the Rise Invitational. Watch my buddy Jason Rao, uh, Slim, and all my crew. Just just go to work. I can I cannot wait. Yes. Um, also Saturday night. I don't know if I'm making it or not. I am a geek. You know. Um, What's my buddy's name? Christian Haro. Did I say his last name right? Haro. What the fuck? Hold on. Let me get it right. right. I, I know. It's, it's my guy. It's a Harloff. I'm sorry. Christian Harloff. He's my buddy from the, uh, what's that thing called? Collider, that nerd site. Okay. He's going to be in town. They're doing something called the Movie of Trivia Schmodown. And he invited me to it. You know what I mean? And it's like a it's, it's, it's a cool geeky thing. It's at the Brooklyn. Uh, it's it's a Saturday the 26th of Saturday. Brooklyn. What a roulette at the roulette. Interim, intermedium Theater? Oh, yeah, I said that right. At 7 p.m., they are live streaming on TriviaSD.com. Hey, th- I like these guys. They're nerds, you know? And yes. they like all this stuff I talk about with passion. Yes. They talk, they're very passionate about, Jimmy. Yes, they are. Fighting, Jimmy, mixed martial arts, the uh-huh. UFC. It has to do with jiu-jitsu. That falls in that category, okay? Yes, it does. Of course, maybe my vibe, video gaming, and the comic books, movies, and shit. That's my passion. Yes, it is. My passions. Stuff I do with my wife, too. I get very passionate. Uh, yes, you do. But that's, I don't like to talk about that. Anymore. I understand. Yeah. You're very respectful. But all right, Jimmy, listen. That's that's. I just wanted to give those shout-outs. And uh, people, you don't got to train with me, but you really should train. SarahBJJ.com if you're in Long Island. And people, I will be getting those Kimura Savage shirts and stuff. I'll let you know when the... When I have uh, uh, some stuff, uh, merchandise. People hit me up. They like my Kimura Savage shirts, Jimmy. Yes. 
I had fun today, buddy. You? Me too. Awesome. All right, let's get out of here. All right, now remember to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, radio.com slash UFC Unfiltered, or wherever you get your shows. Not my business. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.